All right, I'm Paul DeGarabedian, Senior Media Analyst for Comscore with my newly relaunched Many Screens Big Picture Podcast. And today I'm really thrilled to have independent filmmakers on the show. Todd the Man and Trisha Grashaw have recently completed their latest opus, Little Black Lie. It's gonna be hitting big screens soon. And we're gonna talk about those big screens. They might be outdoors. And so we're going to get to all of that today. Welcome, Todd and Trisha. How are you? Good. Good, Paul. Thanks. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves really quickly, and then I'm going to get into the data surrounding drive-ins. And then, of course, we're going to talk about your movie, its path to the big screen, and all the challenges during COVID-19 that you've encountered getting your movie finally to the big screen. So Trisha, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Trisha Grashaw, and I'm the producer and production designer of Little Black Life. And yeah. Great. <laughs> I like that. Short and sweet. I love it. Todd? I'm uh, Todd Thiemann, and I'm the writer-director of Little Black Lie and co-producer, along with Trisha. Well, that's great. I, I, I really, uh, I think what's interesting that's going on right now, and we've looked at this with our Comscore data, is that back in mid-March, theaters essentially were shut down, and North American box office went from the heights of where they were at that point with the Invisible Man in theaters, and earlier in the year, uh, Bad Boys for Life and a bunch of other films actually started the box office year on a really strong note, and then literally the entire industry was sidelined. Uh, due to no fault of its own, but due to an unforeseen pandemic, which back in March, didn't really know what that was going to look like. And by mid-March, literally on March 20th, movie theaters closed. And what we saw in our data is that over time, lo and behold, the drive-in, the good old-fashioned drive-in movie theater became a thing again, something we really didn't even talk about a year before. And I'd like to talk to you both about how the pandemic, while it certainly created a lot of challenges for filmmakers, how the drive-in, in a sense, came to the rescue uh, for your film in order that you could get what I assume for every filmmaker is the dream, to get your film on a big screen, whether indoors, which is much tougher to do, or outdoors in a drive-in. How did this all come to pass? When did you start thinking about the drive-in? And where are you at now with that? Are we going to be able to see your movie soon? in a drive-in theater? I've always been a fan of the drive-in, honestly. So when they kind of started to disappear a while back, I was, I missed them. So the drive-in having its new renaissance, I think is a really exciting and fun thing. I think people are just looking for something to do, to go out and to be around other people um, and have that joined experience of watching a movie together. It's just fun. You know, it's like a whole vibe. There's a whole scene there with like a lot of energy. And even though you're in your car, you can bring your own food, you can bring your own drinks or whatever, and just enjoy the show and then have a night out and do something. So in terms of us choosing to do the drive-in, I'm really excited about this. Um, and Todd, I, I would guess you'd agree with that as well, that the drive-in may perhaps, and explain very quickly how long you've been working on the film and how could you have imagined when you first started on it that the drive-in during a pandemic might be the place <laughs> where you finally get this film seen by a lot of people, people buying tickets to go see it. Could you have ever imagined that? Uh, and now that it's here, are you excited about it? Is it, is it 
something that you would have preferred been in a brick and mortar movie theater or does it not matter? Do you just want to have people see it on a big screen? Yeah, I'm very excited. I know I would have never imagined in a million years that we'd be having our you know world theatrical drive-in premiere <laughs> at a drive-in in Van Nuys yeah. when I was a kid. You know, Van Nuys is in LA in the Valley and we shot most of the movie in the Valley. And when I was a kid, we'd go to the Van Nuys drive-in, which no longer exists. So this is the new Van Nuys drive-in. We've got a 50-foot screen. And, I mean, we had a great festival run, um, you know, worldwide, you know, and it was a lot of fun. But bringing it back home, we would have never thought. I mean, our plan was to do maybe a little art house release uh, in the fall. Obviously, COVID hit, and I just figured maybe we'll do VOD or something. And then when these drive-ins started popping up, it's pretty amazing that we can do it. And again, I wrote this 10 years ago. Uh, it's a fable, a modern fable about truth and lies and deception. And I never thought it would be more valid <laughs> 10 years later uh, than it is today. And the fact that it's coming out right now is just, I think it's perfect, perfect timing. And I know that you did win at some festivals. And Trisha, can you speak to that? I know you were at the Madrid Film Festival and uh, the Valley Film Festival. Talk a little bit about that, what it was like to see your movie on the big screen for the first time with a group of people? Well, the first time we showed it on a big screen was internationally, so it was really cool for us to get a perspective from people from all over the world, from different countries, and see what they thought about it. Because, you know, we know what we think here growing up and living in L.A. and the kind of cultural things that we experience, but we weren't 100% sure if it would translate as well as it did. Um, showing it to people from all over. So that was really exciting, and it was recognized over there. Todd won um, Talented New Director Award, and, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, really seemed to love it. So that was good. And then bringing it back home here to the Valley, um, to the Valley Film Festival, we had a good turnout, and we won the Senator Award and got recognition from the California State Senator for our efforts, basically self-producing and um, releasing this, you know, ourselves. I think it proves, too, that if you persevere and you're relentless, things will happen for your movie. I think a lot of people tend to give up, and especially because the, the barriers traditionally are greater I think, than to streaming or, or self-releasing it. It is a different animal, if you will. It's a different way to do things. And it seemed, I think, unattainable. And Todd, that brings me to a point of, too, that a lot of people talk about, well, the big screen really is best suited for giant superhero movies and epics, and that character-driven movies are better suited to the small screen. What do you say to people? Because I know you. I know you want your film on the big screen. I think a lot of people don't agree with that. But I think that to pigeonhole indie films as being more suited for the small screen, I would think you have an opinion on that for sure. Oh, yeah. I have very strong opinions on everything. Um, well, first of all, I actually... Uh, people are sometimes surprised when they see the stuff, the types of movies we're making, or read the screenplays that I'm writing, that my favorite movies to see in a theater are big 3D movies, like a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie. Those are my favorite movies to go to because it's like going to a theme park. It's like being on a big ride. And I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies. Um, but also, I think a lot of uh, film going and being in a theater is the collective theatrical experience. And I know with comedies, it helps a lot to see them in a theater. 
uh, with other people, but also serious dramas. I mean, movies like 21 Grams I saw in a movie theater. I saw Schindler's List in a packed movie theater in the afternoon in Woodland Hills with my dad. And it was one of the most moving theatrical experiences I've ever had. Granted, that's a bigger movie, but it could definitely qualify emotionally as a, an independent film. Uh, and our movie has some twists and turns uh, that we love seeing it in a theater with people, um, even though the the theater, I mean, it's a 50-foot screen, um, but the theater is a, a lot of people in their cars. And we were lucky enough to see Nightmare Before Christmas uh, at the drive-in in Simi Valley. And it was really fun. And you could feel everyone around you in their cars, even though they were socially distant. And when they got out of their cars, they would wear a mask. Oh, so you saw that movie this year. Yeah. So you were one of the patrons that's part of our data that went this summer to, to see a movie in a drive-in. Absolutely. And that's how we uh, are partnering with our partners to make this drive-in happen as well. So. And Trisha, I know that you've been very uh, proactive in, in trying to get Little Black Lie into theaters. And now with the drive-in experience, I know you have an event coming up. We'll talk more in detail about that towards the end of our episode. But tell us about the date when you're going to have the movie, where people can find tickets. And again, we'll get more into that at the end. But how did that all come about? How did you book that theater? Uh, that drive-in in Van Nuys for your movie. Well, like Todd was saying, we did go to an event and we basically connected with the person that was putting that event on for the Nightmare Before Christmas. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of these drive-in events are doing older movies like that, but you're not seeing a lot of new releases, um, unfortunately, because they aren't finding you could probably make a lot of money back yet doing that, maybe until it starts to catch on. With somebody like us, because our movie was made with no budget, um, we have the ability to take that risk and put it out there. And, you know, if people come to see it, um, that's just a blessing to us. And we're excited for people to, to see it on the big screen, tell their friends, and then uh, see where it goes from there. Well, Tricia, that's a great point. And again, I, I'm here with the filmmakers behind the movie Little Black Lie, Todd Thiemann and Tricia Grashaw, talking about the drive-in and how important it is to cinema and to independent filmmakers. I think that's really interesting that there's now an opportunity for independent filmmakers uh, to show their movies in a drive-in. And you're exactly right, Tricia. Like right now, there haven't been a lot of brand new movies because you're spot on in your thinking that if you're going to spend, let's say, 50, 100 million on a movie and just in the drive-in, it's going to be released. That's why a lot of theater uh, films are waiting for next year for theaters to open before they release. And IFC was actually great this summer. They released at least two or three movies that did really well because they were brand new and they were in drive-ins, The Wretched being one of them. But in looking at our Comscore data, just to let you guys know that you're on the right track with having your movie in a drive-in. So in March of this year, drive-ins, and this was pre-pandemic, drove about 1.5% of the total box office, according to Comscore. Now, let's jump ahead to April. That turned into 93.7%. <laughs> so drive-ins went from barely registering with people, even though people have been going. That's the thing. The drive-in needs to be appreciated now because they've always been there. Yeah. But suddenly, when the brick-and-mortar theaters were sidelined, 
the drive-ins, I mean, literally over almost overnight, became the place where people could go outside of the home and see a movie in the communal immersive environment of a theater, albeit you're in your car, but socially distanced and it's a safe environment. And people still wanted that big screen experience. And I think anyone who loves film loves that too. But Todd, when you, so when you shifted gears a little bit from the festival circuit, all brick and mortar, to the drive-in, what are you going to do that night? When you finally have your movie in the drive-in, do you want people to get there early? Is it going to be, I mean, obviously socially distanced, but are you excited just to have people come out to see your movie oh, yeah. and just to be out of the house and see a movie on the big screen. And it's your movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's exciting because like I write and make movies. Um, they always have something to say, but they're, they're more for the experience. I write and make movies that I want to watch and I want to go see. And those movies are fun when you're with a bunch of people. And it's definitely the kind of movie that gets strong reactions, that has conversations that are going for months afterwards sometimes that people are talking to us about. And uh, yeah, you can go in your car. It's a great date movie because it causes a discussion. There's lots to talk about. The characters are strong. There's strong beliefs. And like I said, it's a it's a modern fable about truth and lies and obsession. So who doesn't love that? And it's a new movie. It may not be new to you. Yeah, no, it's a brand new movie. But for others who are really hungry for new content, just like Trisha mentioned, new movies uh, to see this drive-in theatrical experience for Little Black Lie, I think is going to have a lot of appeal. So Trisha, why don't we uh, talk more about that? So when is your screening what time, what theater, what bat time, what bat channel? How, how can people find Little Black Lie? I know we mentioned a little bit about it, but I want to hear all the details. So do our listeners. Well, you can definitely check us out at littleblacklie.com. And there are links to all of our social media and everything on there. Um, we have a Facebook, Instagram, um, and we're advertising on those. So we have um, links to our Eventbrite on there. Uh, we're on Eventful, so you can buy tickets online. It's November, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, Great day. Doors open around 6.30. The movie will be starting about 8 o'clock. It's a two-hour movie, and we're going to do a Q&A afterwards, socially distanced. Um, we haven't worked out the kinks yet, but probably through something like Facebook Live or something like that. where you can Yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you do a, it's really interesting to me to also do a Q&A at a drive-in. I mean, do you honk <laughs> once for yes, twice for no? I mean, how do you, how do you figure that we'll out? We'll be doing, we have um, an MC and a mic, you know, so there's a whole speaker system, which is kind of fun because in the beginning when you're, everybody's getting there, he's going to be on the mic introducing whoever's there, kind of giving a little bit of um, information about how we made the movie and that kind of stuff, getting everybody prepared. And then so by the end, we'll have that same sound system set up to answer the questions. And I think the questions will come in probably through Facebook or social media, and we'll just have to pick through them and, and see which ones, how many we can answer. Very cool. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of questions that people have after this film. So it'll also be exciting. Do you get to actually see it? And we'll be there to answer your questions, which I'm sure you'll have a lot of. I, I like that. And I've, I've seen the movie obviously, and it does provoke a lot of emotions, uh, and a lot of discussion, as you say, and I don't want to give anything away here. No spoiler alerts on many screens, big picture. I just think it, it, it it's a really interesting 
and dynamic time for independent film and to have the drive-in, in a sense, be an outlet for you. Because yeah. you could just say, well, we'll just put it online. Which, by the way, some great content on the small screen. Full respect to small screen. Yeah, I but like I think it. for many filmmakers uh, like yourselves, you've been working all this time to have the biggest stage for your movie, if you will. Have that big screen. And then also to be there with other people to discuss rather than in the vacuum of your living room. Plus during COVID, it, it's just great for people to be able to get out yeah. socially distanced and safe to see your movies. So I'll give you both the last word. Uh, I think it's really exciting that you're doing this. So uh, Todd, what else can you tell our, our viewers and, and I mean, our listeners, I should say, I'm looking at you guys now, so, <laughs> but uh, I'll give you guys the last word. Just uh, again, little black lie in drive-ins, how excited are you about that? Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, come out and see it. It's Friday the 13th. Uh, we chose that date specifically uh, because uh, some of these characters have really bad luck. So uh, don't spoil the ending. <laughs> come and see the movie. And uh, yeah, I'd love to discuss it with you afterwards. Great. And Trisha? You know, I guess I just wanted to say, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with going and being on online and, and streaming and doing that. And I think we'll definitely be there uh, in the near future with Little Black Lie. Um, but really, I, I just want this to kind of be like um, an inspiration for ourselves and for other independent filmmakers that you can make your own movie, you can do it from start to finish. And now maybe because of COVID and because there's, you know, a whole upheaval in the industry, um, it's a way to adapt and try to include independent filmmakers so we can show it ourselves and take it to an audience ourselves. I'm really excited about that aspect because, you know, we are as independent as it gets, um, completely self-distributing right now. And I just think that would be a great thing for other filmmakers to see this as a way that they could probably do it too. Very well said. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think that really is the key and the takeaway from this is that you can do it. Just have to persevere like both of you have. Trisha Grashaw, Todd Thiemann, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And remember, Little Black Lie at the Van Nuys Drive-In, November 13. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite and all the socials. Thank you both for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul.